kick it off. Let's do it, man. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times MMA BJJ podcast. I am your host, Kevin Bradley, joined by my delightful co-host, who is more bear than man. I think if I were to touch him, he would feel like granite. But I can't confirm. Multiple IBJJF world champion, Kevin Gallagher. Kevin, how are you? I'm doing fine. Masters world champion. I just want to make sure we make that distinction. I don't feel like getting hate emails. <laughs> okay, when you look, when, like, I'm not at the level where I think, I, where I can care about that yet. That's that's how you can really tell how that's cool. Early I I am. Well, I world champions, world champions. Uh, I appreciate your uh, your 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 amusement with me. Or your uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's your, cool, neck, your neck is twice the size of mine. You're the, <laughs> this is the first time in my life where I've been self conscious about the size of my neck. I did deadlifts today too, and I'm really tired. My oh, dude, <laughs> Kevin G looking juicy as hell. I made the mis- I screwed up then because I did I did squats today. So yeah, you all, should have done a little. All more the now. you can't tell that i'm jacked right now that's Maybe you it should, like stand up with some shorts on or something so he I'm, can... just gonna, I'm just gonna do a hex bar trap deadlift like 20 reps right before the show starts i've been hitting right. pretty hard lately i feel i mean solid. that's I how you do it, it. I appreciate All right. it. Yeah. So essentially, uh, basic rundown of what the show is going to be. Uh, we're both writers for the Jiu-Jitsu Times. Uh, we we happen to have access to a lot of the the best writers and and connections in the business. And so we figured we might want to utilize that site to talk about it and give you you uh, you people, our readers, our listeners, uh, some of the highlights for the week and the goings on of Jiu-Jitsu and MMA. And we might even have some guests on. Where we know. Avery said she might want to come on. Avery's, oh, you know, Avery's funny. basically our boss. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually spoken to Avery face to face. It's funny because I have all these people that I that I correlate with all the time, and I've never actually seen them in person. <laughs> it's kind of odd. You know, I talk it's, to Avery all the time on on Facebook, but I don't think yeah. I've, I've actually it's met her. It's funny before. that I um my family moved to Pittsburgh a while ago, and so I was visiting them from college, and I found out this was a few weeks after I started working. <clears> I found out that she lived in Pittsburgh at the time. So we got uh, we got the chance to roll together. And she, oh, that's cool. She, she kicked my ass. That's cool. Yeah, I heard she's pretty good. She's purple. Oh, she's good. She's yeah, no, good. like her her spider guard was something oh, fierce. That's awesome, I man. I had to use I had to treat her like she was a grown man twice my size. <laughs> to keep up. She's tiny too. She's a little thing, right? She's she is tiny, a yeah. very small, very yeah. dangerous person. <laughs> I've seen I've seen a couple of videos of her competing. I think she, I watched her finish a heel hook on some girl one time, and she looked pretty good, man. She moves well. She's yeah. she's really good. We only we only did it in the geese, so I didn't have to worry about heel hooks, which I was happy about. <laughs> okay, all right. Hooters cup. Oh man, that's Turn classic. I, I also Clap. I got my I got my eighty nine cent Walmart mug, <laughs> which is that's that that should tell you when this podcast gets off. The minute yeah. you, you can tell why I've made it when I have a Hooters cup. Exactly, like when exactly. I, when you'll I'm in that tax bracket, you'll get there one day. That higher tax bracket. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna life of a jujitsu coach is not that luxurious. <laughs> I mean, okay. Well, let's just. Uh, I figured out. Uh, I figured out how to potentially share. There we go. Ah, nice. There we go. Next level. Wow, that's yeah. next level. Super. Stuff. Fi- I might not- have to do you with that. We could do that on my podcast. I like I that guess, a lot. Yeah, uh, we're we're using stream uh, Streamyard, which yeah. is just a super like if an idiot wow. like me can figure stuff out. So that. essentially, what we're going to be doing is uh, looking over the homepage of Jiu-Jitsu Times and going over some of the big stories uh, from the past week or few weeks and, and give our thoughts on the matter. And sometimes we'll have guests on to also commentate big one. I want to talk about right off the bat is, uh, our boy Kelso from, Oh yeah. From that 70s show <laughs> has earned his Brown belch. So jujitsu Brown. Belt. I found out some more inside information on that, which is quite interesting to tell you. The All truth. right. But uh, so the big thing about this is everyone is online blasting Ashton Kusher because he was awarded his brown belt, and they believe that because he's a celebrity, has celebrity status, he didn't earn it, and it was just awarded to him based upon that celebrity status. So it was yeah. kind of blowing, uh, blowing Facebook all up, uh, all over the place today after the article was published. Uh, yeah, I it, the same thing happened, and this was this was right at like the beginning, like this was before I even started training. But he had uh, earned his purple belt, right, un- right, under in like somewhere, like he had been training. He'd only been doing really private sessions, and he hasn't right. really 
He hasn't made any posts about it. So on social media. here's here's what I kind of think about the topic, and this is this is the biggest this is the biggest thing that people people are saying when they say that, and they and they say that because he's Ashton Cushion, because he's a star, he's not doing what every other jujitsu practitioner would have to do, and what myself believes to be one of the more important aspects of jujitsu is or the most important aspect of jujitsu is sparring live with other live opponents um so they kind of believe and if that's not the case i kind of believe with what i've kind of side with what they're saying i think it's kind of he shouldn't be getting a brown belt so it's funny because earlier today i had heard when regan gave him his purple belt regan was talking about how good he was and how amazing he was and he thought he could win the world's a purple belt and all this other stuff and it's when it comes from regan machado you have to expect it. To, I mean, yeah. He's like one of the pillars of jujitsu. You have to accept it to be true. You can't say, well, Regan Machado is full of shit. You know? Yeah. This isn't some, this isn't some, uh, like no name guy from like, like no, no place anyone's ever heard of. Like exactly. this is, this is about as legit as you can get. Exactly. You know? And you know, I, I heard that he was a judo black belt is what I heard. I'm not, I, oh, I, crap. I, I heard, really? yeah, I heard, I know he wrestled. He came up wrestling Iowa. He wrestled a lot. He's an incredible athlete. He was a male model. You know what I mean? So this is an athletic yeah. kid. He's a big kid, six, two. So if he has all these attributes, it's hard to believe that he didn't earn that Brown book. Cause he's been training with him for, I think it was six years. So he's been training with him for a while. Well, I mean, like I, when I, I was the one that I, I wrote this and uh, we had, we jumped on, we ended up jumping on it pretty fast. Cause the, the link that kit sent me was to, it was from a, the way the way the news broke to us was from a private uh, Instagram account, so not a lot of people had access to it. And um, I, I, I remember looking up a, I remember reading a TMZ article that uh, Hegan did, or an interview he did, where he talked about Ashton's like background, and it's like he's he was. I, I got the quote right there, saying that his background was in wrestling. Right. And um, I, I, that seems kind of vague. Like I don't know if he was at the like high school or if he was from like what I, yeah I, I don't what i re, what i reviewed on i, I kind of googled a little because i put a i put a facebook post up right. today defending him i felt bad for the kid yeah. like you know i think it's kind of shitty that people don't know what the hell they're talking about you know or it's it just we, we want to rack on um on someone for achieving something when they don't realize you know don't don't know all the facts but um when i reviewed it it said that he he came up wrestling in Iowa, and he grew up wrestling his entire life. He wrestled in high school, was a standout wrestler, was a standout high school wrestler, but no collegiate wrestling. But coming from Iowa and coming from a you know the the preschool or pre high school uh, uh, after school or whatever wrestling programs they would have there, he he probably has a very legitimate wrestling pedigree. You know? Well, I mean, just just look at guys like guys like. Uh, Nick Rodriguez have really just sort of started to break down the traditional ideas of like what it like how how long it takes to get really good at jujitsu. Right. You know, like he came in and obviously he's been grappling like his whole life. Like he and also he's looked the way he does right. for since high school. Like right. he posted a picture a few days ago, like the transformation from high school to now I'm like still the same like shoulder width right. and everything. Right. Like you're, you're a monster, man. That's right. awesome. Uh, and, and it's like his top pressure is insane. And he's been wrestling. He's wrestled his whole life. Not at D one level. He was at, he was a D three, I think. No. Yeah. But, but I'll, I'll say this about Nick. He's, he's, I, he's a special, special athlete. There's, you know, it's, there's no bones about there's other guys that have had that ridiculous wrestling pedigree that, that you know have not succeeded that that well immediately into the jiu-jitsu world um you know, he first of all he's training up there with john danner and my my man smash Master jay he's he's on point he's got a couple other guys from Rutgers that are coming over that he's gonna blow it up with but um it's it's partly because he's in that amazing system but partly because he just he's a next level elite level athlete it's amazing how quickly he picks up on things and the techniques he's willing to do and i think a lot of it comes from the fact he's probably the most confident kid i've ever met in my life like i've oh, hung out awesome. with him a few times and i like, i've hung out with him a few times and it's funny i always talk about this i always say like he's got everything going for him he's a male model like he's an amazing athlete and you want to hate him but when you talk to him he's such a cool down-to-earth kid that you're like oh man like i can't hate this kid he's awesome <laughs> he's such a good kid and it, that hard work ethic and that a bit like competitiveness makes him what he is honestly like and this this is speaking i'm i'm also from from jersey uh my whole family is from jersey originally my dad actually went to rutgers and so like i i gotta i gotta just say i I, like the the rest of the world it's gonna take like 
it, it, sometimes it takes a lot for people to get it, but that's like the mentality sometimes. Right. It's right. just like, fuck everybody. We're the Garden State. <laughs> man, Springsteen, ride or die, man. Well, there's some tough. There's some Taylor Ham. Taylor Ham, egg and cheese. My family. My family's from up there and uh, right right outside yeah. of Trenton. So they, I, I, oh, yeah. You yeah, get it. Yeah. I know the whole, I know the whole thing. Those Jersey guys are tough. Shout but, out uh, West Orange. Shout out West Orange. Shout out to uh, Star Tavern Pizza. <laughs> but anyway, one one more thing I wanted to add to the piece on uh, yeah. on Ashley Kusher because this is something that on when I posted the thing defending him on Facebook, someone posted an article and it was very very enlightening to me. So it it talked about Riga Machado and the fact that he works with all these celebrities in his private lessons. And as you read it, there's a direct quote that says he set up a special program for these celebrities that involves no competition and no sparring so i'm not sure what system he's talking about you know what i mean i don't know what he does he says it involves a lot of heavy flow like heavy flow techniques and all these other things like that but he says these guys are too important he doesn't even want to take a one percent chance of them getting hurt so when you look at that and you base the criteria for what ashley cushy deserves now i don't know man it opens up a whole nother can of worms for me well, I'm I'm just in my head. I'm thinking optimally, like he's he's working around his work schedule, right? You know, and assuming like <laughs> there was this. There, it reminds me of the story that was on the somewhat. I think I think it was when when Jean Jacques went on the the JRE. Um, oh, the little little puppy. Sorry, my dogs. Jean Jacques went on. Hey, no worries. When Jean Jacques went on the Joe Rogan podcast, he was talking about. Uh, Chuck Norris when Chuck Norris started training, right? And right. That Chuck had like Chuck had like seven months free, like he would work like most of the year, and then for like seven months, or no, he'd work for like part of the year, and then he'd have like six, seven months, right? Just like a massive stretch of time to himself, and that he would be training every day. Right. Now I'm thinking if if Ashton's got that set up and he's training that consistently, right. Like when you when you take jujitsu, a lot of the reasons that it's like the mastery takes so long is because like it's it's very intensive and people have got lives, you know. <coughs> uh, but if you're training every day, like maybe two a days, right. I don't know what I don't know how good I would be. I've never been able to train that yeah, consistently, and, and particularly know? while Regis Machado's watching your every moment every time you train too. So he's there to correct you and and and, and give you guidance throughout the course of it. Um, I'll say this, like I. I 100% believe that Regan Machado would not give someone a brown belt unless they deserved it. And I am going to rest what I say on that. And I'm going to hold true to that. And I also believe that, you know, if you think about Ashton Kush's background and the wrestling background, you know, maybe he's just cut from another cloth and he's actually doing the right thing. So that's what I'm going to hold on to. But I don't know. After reading that article, it was very, very tough for me to side with Ashton. I'm sorry. Still there? Yeah, hang yeah. on one second. Um, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna end this and then cut it because I'm not sure that my mic has been working, and I just okay. wanna I wanna because yeah, I mean, we, we I hear you. You hear me fine? Yeah, I hear you fine. Yeah. Do you hear hear me better now? Uh, not much. It's the same thing. I don't. I mean, it's a little bit clearer, but not really. I mean, I was okay. I was hearing I, you perfect the whole time. All right. Well, we'll we'll we'll. I'll just I'll just snip that part is out, or not, or it. I leave it in just to show that we're a plucky upstart <laughs> yeah. show. It's trying its best. I'll, I'll leave all, all the all the editing up to you, man. Kevin, what, what you need to understand is you're so intimidating. I got to be sort of the screw up, the plucky underdog that people like, root for. Like, the, the comedic because foil. They're like, they're like, why is that like, why is that granite statue talking to that nerd? What's happening? Just, just, just roll with it, man. I, I, hang I'm on. I gotta, gonna I gotta, I'm, I'm going to Venmo you my lunch money. Real quick. <laughs> That's fine. It's yeah, no, okay. So, so, okay. Let's, um, let's get, that was, uh, Okay, so final verdict, Ashton. If you ever listen to this, uh, yeah. congratulations. You know, exactly. hope to see you. Like, you know what? Try do a tournament. That'd be yeah. awesome. And you know, and, it, and and at the end of the day, the one thing I want to say about it is like, who cares? You know what you know what I mean? Like, why is it such a big deal that Ashton Kusher, you know, not deserve his brown belt? Why are we table now? Why do you feel like your brown belt or your blue belt or your purple belt is any less value? You know, just move on with your life. Who gives a shit? Reek Machado knows what he's doing. Who cares? 
Austin Christian's a good dude. He's an ambassador. It brings more eyes on jiu-jitsu. Move on with your life. Yeah, I, that's another thing. That's really quick. Like you, you're seeing all these like famously Keanu Reeves. Like that's right. the that's the big dude that's like represented to not only in life but like in his movies. He's integrating right. it into the, the media. He's saying and John Wick's like everybody's favorite action movie of the last ten years. Right. You know, like right. You know, so, dude, yeah. I make a living teaching private lessons. You know, I teach private lessons all day long. So the more movie stars that are doing jujitsu, the more famous people doing jujitsu, I throw it up on Facebook and people are like, oh, wow, Ashton Kutcher's doing private lessons. Let me hit Coach Evan up and do some private lessons with him. So God bless Ashton Kutcher. Talk away. Keep going. Hope you get your black belt, kid. I'll, I'll do you one better. I'll MC the, 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 the fight to win Kevin Gallagher versus Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> no. Super fight. I tell you what, if he's as can good you as Rodrigo Machado says, I don't want to mess with that kid in the gi. Screw that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I can hold my own, but it's not going to be fun. Yeah, just just a last minute Ezekiel uh, Ezekiel yeah, exactly. from guard, just like pull kid. off some crazy. He's, he's he is a big dude, yeah, he's a big boy. He's Kelsey like six two. Yeah, and he's kind of like he's a he's a big solid stout boy. Yeah. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> okay, Moving right yeah. along. <laughs> Moving right along. Okay. <laughs> cool. Oh man. Okay. So taking a little bit to learn. Okay. Well, um, in the in the test episode we did before this, we we talked a little bit about uh, Ben Askren. Let's let's uh let's talk about Diaz real quick. Yeah, cool. Diaz Just because you know everyone's that I story's developed a little weekend. bit. Yes. No, I, okay. I who who you got real quick? Like, oh wow, the fights this week, and I forgot about that. Who you got? Oh man, I I think that um. I think Diaz is too good, man. I I, I like Jorge Masvidal. I think he's amazing. I think he's really cool. But I think his rise to stardom through kneeing uh, Ben Askren might have kind of catapulted him a little bit prematurely. <laughs> in his defense, in his defense, he also beat Darren Till. Yeah, who I was guess like so, yeah. he was he was building up for title contention, you know, and he's like he was like pheno- a phenomenal like fighter that Jorge really definitively beat, you know, and. Yeah. So I think that that's that helps, you know. But uh, he, we'll see, man. I, I think Nate's going to be a little bit too much for him to handle. Um, I think Nate's a better fighter. I just think Nate's been around longer. Nate's on fire right now. He's just fighting at another level. He beat the shit out of Anthony Pettis in that first, in that fight. There, that I could not fight. imagine. I could not imagine him coming back from the, the layoff he's had, and and looking that good. Right. Right. That. I was in. I was just amazed at the the punches he was eating, but he just he didn't yeah. look. No, the Diaz brothers freak me out a little bit. I I don't I I don't think I'll ever fully understand them, and I don't know that I want to. I love them to death. It's just like the I I, I mentioned this before, but uh, I think I just don't I don't get strikers at all, just because I was uh, my buddy, my good friend uh, Tristan Gennaro, who's like a, a real high level Taekwondo black belt, and he's got like a lot of Muay Thai under his belt, Kyokushin karate. Just like from from the time he could walk, he was learning right. all the different like super traditional martial arts mm-hmm. from a bunch of from a bunch of sources he's had. Right, and I sparred with him one time. Like we just I've I've been helping him uh, do some jujitsu. And uh, we put on some gloves, and he's like, "Let's just like spar light." And I'm like, "Okay, I I think I get it." And the minute he started putting it on me, I fully forgot everything. I knew I forgot how to count. <laughs> I'm, I forgot where I live, what state I was in, <laughs> and I just fully thought about like turtling up and like looking for an ankle pick or something. I'll like, tell you, man, that, like, crawling on my stomach. I've done martial arts in one manner or, or, or other for a long, long time, man. I've done boxing. I fucking I wrestled. I did jujitsu. I did a lot of stuff. There is nothing, nothing in the world that sucks more than getting punched in the face. <laughs> getting punched in the it's, face is a special kind of tough. You just you got to be a little nutty to take that stuff, man. It's weird. Anyone that looks at like uh, – Brian Ortega's fight against Max Holloway right. and goes, oh, why you're a black belt? Why didn't you do any? Like, why didn't you do jujitsu? I'm like, yeah, but Max Holloway's a black belt and punching you in the face. Right, exactly. And if you're so, if you're that good at punching someone in the face, right. right. A lot of the rules don't like start to apply. You know, everything right. sort of just turns into soup. 
You know, and when you when you watch fights like that, and you see people in the stands, they're like, "Oh, well, you know, I would have done this, I would have done that." And why isn't he taking it down? It's like because, dude, you don't know how much that hurts. Like every one of those punches that they're getting landed with, like hurts so bad <laughs> that if that person in the stand got glanced at one of those, it would be game over. They'd say, "What the hell? This is horrible. Why am I still doing this?" So that's why people don't take shots. That's why people don't move forward because when they move forward, they get hit in the face and it hurts. When uh, you um, you've got a lot of experience with bar. You're you're a bartender, right? I bartend, yeah, I've been bartend. Yeah, so you you've got you've had a lot of experience in bars. How many of those conversations have you sort <laughs> oh, of just picked up? I, I and you've got to you got to shut your brain off because you're just like I I can time. strangle everyone in I here. Try. So <laughs> my rule when I talk about fighting is this: is is if if you want to talk to me and you want to learn something. And you can appreciate that maybe I know what I'm speaking about, and you probably don't. And I will enlighten you beyond your your years if you just allow me to speak to you during this conversation. Then I'll talk to that person about fighting, even though they don't know anything about it. But if you come at me and you're trying to correct me and you're trying to tell me things and you're trying to state your point rather than ask me my opinion on things, then like – I just don't have time for it. <laughs> I, I'll stare at you and I'll smile and I'll placate you. And I'll probably just agree with you to get you to shut up, but I'm going to, I'm going to move on with my night. Do you think that the whole BMF and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say the actual name because Kit respectfully right. asked us to keep <laughs> ah, swearing to a minimum. Ah, Love exactly. you, Kit. I'm trying to, I'm trying uh, to keep it blue for you, Kit. I, I appreciate it because I couldn't stop you. <laughs> that's, that's actually a challenge for me, by the way. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but we'll yeah, speak. no. Keep the bleeper close. Uh, just like I, I should just have a button, edit it, so I can just <laughs> click it whenever I feel right. it coming. Just. Da, 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 da. Um, do you think that this belt's a good thing for the like for because a lot of fighters have sort of been annoyed by it because mm -hmm. they're it's like taking attention away from you know the rankings and the the weight classes and it's just so, right. this sort of weird thing that you know it honestly makes perfect sense but i i can't explain why it makes perfect sense i just i want it to happen so there's a couple different reasons why they came up with this as far like from what i what i can think of um you know they were they were start they were trying to they were in the talks for trying to create a new weight division and I remember Mastaval and Diaz were both considered to fight for that division. Yeah, it, it was supposed to be like it goes fifth. I think they were gonna make a make every ten pounds up to eighty you know, and and take away the seventy five something weird. But they were gonna add another division. I can't remember off the top of my head. So yeah. Yeah, it seems to me that they made this particularly just so they can say, you know what, screw it, we're not going to make the other division, or maybe we will make the other division, and we'll make this person a champion of it. But we need a belt because it has to be a title fight, so we can have it for a main event. So we're going to create something and call it the BMF belt, so these guys can fight for it. We're going to have a main event, main event card. You know, it's it's funny when I, I was rewatching the the moment that started this whole thing, and it's when D Diaz is calling it, saying Jorge Masvidal had a good last fight. Right, good last fight. You can see that right in front of uh, right. Masvidal is, is uh, your boy AJ Agazar. Oh wow! Yeah. And I'm I'm wondering if Bellator is gonna put something together like that. Well, you know, like oh, Scott Scott Kirker goes, hey, that's a good idea. I mean, AJ trains with uh with Nate and those guys out at uh, Caesar Gracie's and um, where is it Stockton where they live at? I see every time I see him on Instagram, he's out there posting pictures of him. So you know, he uh you know. I mean, he wouldn't be involved in that belt. I love you, AJ, but you're not far enough down the road to get a to get a, a shot like that. He'll hate me for that, but he's coming. He's, he'll get his time, I guess. Um, I mean, like, I, I I get that it's I get AJ's. It's it's you know, it's just it's it's marketing. You know, it's it's putting yourself out there. Yeah, uh, man. I I I've met AJ. I knew him for a long time. He's a good kid, dude. He puts his, you know people have to sell that image. They have to put stuff up there and they like their AJ. Friend, if you want to. Want to come on, man? I need to get hair. I would love to just have him on to get hair tips from him because that guy's hair <laughs> is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. Like it's 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 the right amount of poofy and it's got volume. And I'm like, dude, just, you need to get you need to publish. You need to just start a YouTube like hair care channel and just take us through it. Show us what we're doing wrong. That's please great. don't kill. Please don't kill me. Like that's not. That's not a joke. Like, I was just no, I mean, that's an impressive trait. We got you know AJ Agazon and Clark Gracie, like the the perfect yeah. hair club for the jiu jitsu team. But but uh, real like to to end on the 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 Diaz Masvidal fight. You had all this like controversy leading up to it in the last few weeks, like the last week and a half maybe of Diaz 
coming out announcing that he had tested positive for some trace banned substances, like infinitesimal amounts, like right. John Jones picograms. Right. Uh, and he he was the one that jumped on it before the New York State Athletic Commission, before the UFC, right. but he was the first one to make a statement on it. And he immediately threatened to pull out of the card, ruin everything. And that seemed to jumpstart. He seemed to get a lot of respect and power from that move. Right. Because the card kind of warped around him in the way it does with John Jones, whenever John Jones has a controversy and a day ending right. and why. Um, uh, and, and then, and then within like a day and a half, uh, the car, the situation resolved itself. Diaz was back on. He wasn't banned, wasn't fined for anything. And it was, it revealed that he got the supplement from a, a the tainted supplement was from a vegan multivitamin, which is just like, like if you can't even trust that, right. Then what, like what, what are we doing here? So yeah. the, the thing about, uh, the thing about Nate is that there, there was an article that just came out today. I didn't read it yet, but it really talked about how he, just about what you said about how he really did a number and kind of strong arm the USDA and they crumbled under it. So that leads, I mean, that's good and bad. It's, it's good for the fact that, yeah, the USDA is ridiculous, man. Or the USADA, not USDA, USADA. Um, it's, it's starting to become clear that there may be a flawed system. You know, the problem with what the system is they're doing is they're testing at such an ridiculous amount. I mean, they are testing for infinitesimal amounts of banned substances. And then they're drawing the conclusions post that this had to be a cause from this. And what they're starting to find out is that, like, those infinitesimal numbers are found in other circumstances. And they don't really understand how to deal with it. They don't understand what to do. Like, a perfect example was with um, John Jones and the Termomidol. So, they found the, the picograms after he tested positive a long time ago, and they found them reoccurring, and they tested him positive and popped him positive again. What they're starting to find out is, is that that terminolidol stays metabolized into the system like years and years and years and will continue to pop up, and they found that because that was what the Russians were using. So now as they're continually testing these Russians after, after time, they're finding out that they're continuing to, to pop for the terminolidol because it still metabolizes in the system. So the thing of it is is now – that because Nate could go back and say, hey, you know what? This is screwed up, and they back down. Now everyone can say, well, oh, well, I don't know, man. I wasn't doing that. Something must have been tainted. Something must have been this. You know, so it, it, it messes up the whole whack now. I think they should go back to the, the way they did it before. They just, I think it was WADA. I mean, a lesser organization that just tests for what they're looking for in the broader sense of the word. So now you don't have these situations because, look, dude, there's no way to dispute this. You had freaking, like, this much in your system obviously it's caught you know what i mean yeah sorry i just got a i just got a news update from espn on oh, my phone darren darren till is having a uh, visa issues and so he might uh he might have trouble with his uh his upcoming fight against uh kelvin gastelum oh that sucks that was gonna be a good fight that dude that, with with i feel bad for till it's just one thing after another like it's weight you know it's right. it's it's this it's a bunch of other stuff but uh yeah well uh back to Back to um, USADA, I think people are starting – it seems like people are, are are way happier right now because USADA came down on Nate's side. Everything came down on the fighter's side. Right. And it's a fighter people love. Like he's, he's, he's almost – he's one of the most beloved fighters in, in active competition right now. You know, to the point where even like, well, him and his brother, even even uh, GSP said like, I I like uh, I like Nick and Nate. They just don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny, man. <laughs> I think they're great, man. I think they're great for the sport. When when Nate when Nick came back and fought, uh, what he fight? Uh, the the kid he just fought the last one. I forget his name. Anyway, I just I said it earlier when he came back for this last fight and they were doing the Pettis. The, the walk Pettis Anthony Pettis yeah. right when they were walking out and he was coming to the stage and they had smoke up in the cage and everything. I can't remember the last time I was that physically amped up for a fight. Like I was really like, oh, whoa, this is gonna go like smacking my hands and really really excited to watch that fight. Like it was really really cool to see the return because they had the beef between them for so long. And Pettis is a badass. Freaking Nate Diaz is a badass. No way that could have been a boring fight. It was. It was so much like, like I the ever since Tony Ferguson tripped a few days before <laughs> facing 
facing Khabib. I'm like, I'm, I'm burning rosemary. I'm like crossing <laughs> all my fingers. Like until I see the walkout, I don't trust. Yeah, don't and trust even now, that. like I'm like, he could trip. When, when, yes. when Israel Adesanya like started doing his dance routine and he started like doing all this crazy moves before I'm like, oh God, please, <laughs> please don't. Like, I, like you're so cool. don't do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> we we're cursed with this we we like we could have had tony ferguson fighting right. khabib man right yeah like the nothing like keep them guys in a, in a glass bubble dana white said he's talking about that for early uh early next year but nothing is final until they set a date they said dana white it was he was on espn news so i knew it was legit said that dana white was because they're talking in the talks of khabib ferguson for early 2020 so, oh man! Again, we'll see. All Keep right. your fingers crossed and put them dudes in I'm a glass bubble. Again, like I got, I got a, all my family members burning, you know, prayer candles. <laughs> What's next? Prayer what candles. All right, uh, let's let's go over some of the more recent stuff. Five biggest. Uh, Avery's been putting out a lot of great content. Lachlan Giles. Oh yeah, my Lachlan god! Awesome. Let's, let's let's review. Actually, since since you are the more uh seasoned uh veteran of the sport like let's go over some of the 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 d-bag moves from our own uh bo- like boss ah, Avery. i got that all right cool I, you know I, let's, I, let's I, see. I don't know if i read this one yet but you can read through i think yeah, i think, no, I, opened no, no. This it. I, think was, I clicked on it but i don't think i read it i, I, I was I, i've been I was supposed to read it. i've been doing like like grad school stuff all day so i've been uh, uh this is literally the first to... time i've sat down all day long that was this has been a crazy day for me yeah, I, f- I forgot my forgot my weightlifting belt, so I couldn't I couldn't lift super heavy today. <laughs> That's what I did. But I did uh, today, man, my freaking back is crushed. I'll I'll actively jump into oncoming traffic to avoid doing deadlifts. <laughs> I don't Actually, like it. Actually, before I, I got a trainer I work with now looks after me, make sure I do them right. So, what would you say the number one extra like weightlifting gym exercise for jujitsu would be? So I mean, I'm a little bit jaded because I have my routine, but I. I like to say work with large muscle group workout as much as you possibly can. I do. I say deadlifts, uh, bench press, squat, and overhead presses. And it, so I won't tell you what I believe. I think deadlifts are the most important lift to get strong, no matter what. I think you should be figuring out a way to do deadlifts because it makes you stronger. You know, get somebody to teach you how to do it right. Um, but what I'll say, rather than say what I believe is the greatest exercise for 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 jiu-jitsu training i'll tell you what i believe to be the best focus of jiu-jitsu training and i i believe it's flexibility to keep your mobility and your hips and everything are working right for you and i believe it has to do with lifting heavy to get stronger um you know and you can lift heavy and and get strong and not put on the muscle mass while you do that you know just but get with your good program do those big muscle group workouts and, and and keep the flexibility and mobility the most important piece make sure you're stretching we got a, a future guest I'm, I'm hoping to get is uh, my coach, Ed. He's uh, in, ad- in addition to being the, the, my, my coach, he was also my, he, my jujitsu professor. He was also my cross country coach in, in high school. And he's, he's like the type a guy that's like, obs- like obsessed with Steve Prefontaine, like the super into the running minimalist lifestyle and like his biggest, uh, exercise and like he does uh, a bit of circuit training at the at the gym he works at but for him it's like cardio and that car and the flexibility that comes with cardio and doing stra- active isolation stretches afterwards right we'll get that's 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 down the road we'll, we'll get him on so what uh, what i say about things like that is this and this is the reason why i like to lift heavy and, and, and do minimalistic lifting and stuff like that's because guys that do all these heavy heavy circuits and they worry about the cardio and all those other things while they're doing jujitsu like jujitsu is hard enough you're going to get your cardio you're going to beat your body up enough doing jujitsu do a workout that isn't going to beat you down as much while you're doing your workout you know so that that's so that's what so that's what it's worth i think that new modern science and fighting is starting to come to to show that to be true when you see like the ufc's training centers are trying to keep these guys healthy so they're training smart yeah i mean it's <laughs> i wonder why i wonder what like in in 50 years the 
the the knowledge base is going to be for MMA fighters. Like they're going to look. Oh. Like, I wonder what they'll look at. Like you spar. Yeah, you right. shouldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, jack I, your brain into the come, VR yeah. system it's, it's, and then like digital fight. Soon. It's got to come soon, man. I mean, I don't know about all that, but <laughs> they got people. These I guys got to take care of themselves more. And MMA in general is a very young sport. The, the the science behind it is starting to catch up to it. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, I was going light with you that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Shoot, that that kind of hits me where I live a little bit, just because that's happened to me. That happened to me a lot as a white belt, and it made me want to quit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, you know, I guess you know. I I, I think the. The, the 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 guy that the guy that calls that you know a, a lot of times guys do that with ego because maybe somebody they were rolling with got the better of them and rather than say hey you know what like uh, i was only taking it easy and you got the better of me see i would never do that like i i if i'm rolling with someone and i'm internally taking it easy and they pass my guard and then do whatever even if they submit me never in a million years would i ever make an excuse about it now the next time i roll with them i might try to tap them eight times but <laughs> yeah you go hard but yeah. you never oh, make an excuse when you get tapped you never make an excuse when somebody gets the better of you. i have this you look like an asshole and it fucks with the other person yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. no, no, it's fine. I have this. This uh, okay. Well, yeah, right. That's that's okay, like that's I, a bad. I made it. That's a record for me. I did make it a long time. I know, like that's the it's nearly <laughs> like nearly forty minutes. You know, I think <laughs> that's impressive. That's, uh, we'll, we'll just like so much throw throw you a cookie. Like, yeah, every, my, like my mother every will be very proud of me. <laughs> oh man, I have this visceral memory. Um, I was a I was a white belt for about two and a half years, which is like about the average time. But towards the end, you really start to feel cagey. And um, uh, I remember I was training at, at this place in Pittsburgh, and I was I was a white belt, and uh, I was uh, I had been getting really good at leg attacks, and so I, I but I know that a lot of schools aren't cool with them, so I just like to check before rolling. Like, hey man, is it cool if we do? like leg attacks and stuff. And uh, I, I was, I was uh, going to roll with this guy and I asked him and he looked down at like, he looked down at my belt and, and grabbed at my belt and looked at, there was no stripes on my white belt. And he's like, Oh, I don't think you should. Hmm. And I'm like, and like he was probably just being a cool dude, but in my head, right. I'm like, right. I'm going to, I'm going to tenderize this man. <laughs> I'm going to throw everything I got at this guy, even if it's not going to work. And I and he was a blue belt, and I ended up I ended up tapping him, which was the first time I'd ever I'd ever tapped a belt higher than me. So it was it was, it was the motivation you needed. So everybody, I, I didn't even different. use a leg lock. I got a guillotine on him. There you go. And then the first words out of his mouth were, "Man, you know, I'm coming back from yeah, of illness, course. you know." And I'm like, "You, dude, why, <laughs> man? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? You never like never do I'm that. gonna quit. I wanted yeah. to quit after that because I'm like, that sucks." First of all, visceral, good use. That was pretty impressive. You can tell you're. I writer. mean, I it's the the journalism degree has to be good for something, you Absolutely. know. So. <laughs> this is why this is why I'm doing this. It's just so I can say some words that make yeah. Kevin Gallagher go. <laughs> oh, man, that's well, I mean, like it, you know, as a, from one writer to another, like I, I I have this whole opinion that that the spoken word or the written word is dying, and it's good to know that people still care enough about language to use beautiful eloquent words when it's necessary and appropriate well, it's funny because my i that comes that's to go off a little bit uh, on a tangent uh my dad would did a lot of business in germany when uh when i was a kid and so he would always just like say like inject a lot of random german words into the vernacular because like he always liked sounding cool to people right you know, like he was casting spells, <laughs> like Harry Potter. Like, like he would never say thank you; he'd just say Danka. Danka, Danka. Like, like, so it's just like language. Language is important, you know. And especially in jujitsu, we have our own language. We say mm -hmm. a bunch of words that no one will ever know the meaning of. No, os, 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 bora, respect. Go for back two points, two points. Um, plot. I have yeah, the worst. So I have good. the worst Brazilian. I'm oh, no. I, I have the word Portuguese. I have my my Brazilian my crappy Brazilian accent comes because my my teacher Ed does a really good impression of his teacher Marcio Stambowski, who's um 
his son demons in, in bellator he fight fought roy mcdonald like he's like legendary dude and he's just this massive like dude from rio who's just like oh oh scissor hands edge you're so good <laughs> yeah so good come down to train so man they good. make them brazilians big sometimes man a couple some of the brazilian they, he's got he's got huge. Uh, marcio Stambowski. In the time I've been training, Marcio Stambowski still has the softest hands of anyone I've ever felt. <laughs> it's like it's it's unreal to the point yeah. where every person that I know that's also shaking his hand, like my mom shook his hand one time. She's like, "That man has the softest hands I've ever felt." But it, believe it, it or not, jacket. people tell me that too. There's a weird thing about me. I'm a big burly guy, but I have these ridiculously soft hands. It's kind of creepy. I have like lady hands. It's, uh, God designed you so that before you put someone to sleep, they feel good about it. Like, oh, okay. this doesn't feel so bad. It's going to be okay. Go it's it's going to be okay. okay. It's like, oh, man. Just let it go. <laughs> Just go to sleep. Come back to me, my child. All right. Celebrating after a tap in the gym. Okay. Uh, people have different opinions on what is and isn't too much when it comes to post-victory celebration. in Okay. It, this I've never seen this in the gym. I've never really seen anybody go ham. No, I've on never a seen it before. Maybe in a tournament or a competition. That's you know. I still think it's a little bit cheesy, but I don't know. I've gotten lit. I've gotten lit up after winning a big match too. So I mean, it's not. I've definitely seen. I've definitely seen it in competition. Like I did um, yeah. uh, last year. I did Grappling Industries at the Arnold Classic in in Columbus, Ohio, mm -hmm. and it was it was the the blue belt division. And the the finals was uh, this uh, this dude and this this other dude from Brazil, and the dude from Brazil made such a meal out of the whole thing. I started to feel bad, like like he <laughs> like the show the yeah. showmanship with which right. he was dominating, right. And, right? and then it it was so poetic because the, what happens in the last thirty seconds of every gi match, dude goes for a toehold, like 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 last ditch toehold. And then, like, not only does this does this Brazilian dude do the thing of just like it's not gonna affect me, he starts yawning, like, <laughs> like actively like looking That's at funny. his watch, That's and funny. I'm just like, this man's insane. <laughs> and then funny. when he and then when the bell bell rings, he just gets up, starts screaming in Portuguese, "Fuck <laughs> and just like rips his key well, open. Was it like a ripped. super fight they were doing, or was it the the? No, the it was just match? it was just the last. It was just the, these were these were just two no name guys like at Blue Belt like at the tournament. <laughs> that makes it even better. And this, <laughs> like, why did you now it's here funny. For this? Now it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> like I, like this wasn't like some some soup like this wasn't the Meow Brothers. This right. was and they don't even celebrate. This wasn't like anyone from Rehenzos or wherever. This was just a, a random dude in Columbus, Ohio, who was from Brazil, and he was. It wasn't even that he was like a brown or black belt. But he was just making such a big meal out of this. That's the only time I've ever seen celebration get super like insane, right? And I mean, the crazy thing is, he was a perfectly nice dude afterwards. Right, he just shamed and belittled his opponent. <laughs> yeah, no, but afterwards he was like to everyone, he was like, "Oh, hey, good job, man, good job, like good, good job." And I'm like, "Dude, you were a dick earlier, you know, like man." So. I don't know, man. I, I'll say this: there's, there's, there's a, a lot of it has to do with intent, you know. And and I've seen I, I rough matches all the time too, and I see all kind of shit. And I see young belts, I see blue belts, white belts doing dumb things like that all the time. And I just scratch my head and have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> but you just, you're doing it all day long, so like whatever, give me your hand, <laughs> Call, get out of, get out of my face. <laughs> Who's next? Um, but you know, on that accord, when we're talking about what guys do during, I, I, I feel that if you're doing it with the intent to be malicious then you're kind of a prick like if you're doing it to get inside of your opponent's head or you're doing it to kind of taunt your opponent then you're a prick like i have been in matches where i've had conversations with my opponent and sometimes you know maybe we kind of taunt each other in a laughing manner and smack hands and keep going and it's not meant to be dealt in a, in a in a in a wrongful intent you understand what i mean so it's so like it's yeah. a matter of how you're putting it off and, and and you know it sounds to me maybe if you got up and cheered maybe it wasn't that bad maybe he was just trying to be, be cool and maybe the other guy wasn't that bad but i don't know if you're blue belt you don't need to be doing that shit anyway <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah like but clearly this dude like like he was very very clearly a right. high level 
editor. Like he right. was, I, I was, I wasn't gonna say he's probably sandbagging a little right, bit, right, just because right. of how unbelievably better than everybody else yeah. it was. Like I think I placed fourth that tournament out of like eight, and and like he was very clearly like leaps and bounds over everybody, and right. he was just tooling on people a little bit. But yeah, so definitely celebrate. Like I, if I think if you're celebrating after like during roles after practice you're 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 kind of that's not cool i don't think i think you have like some some serious issues (laughs) unless like okay hypothetically if it's the type of match where like it's it's getting so intense that other people are stopping what they're doing and just like looking at it and like this is like it's like hot like you're on top of your game and it's like maybe against your gym rival and and like Maybe then, like you celebrate, right. but yeah, like if, or, or you know, you and the other, you and the other guy have been competing against each other a long time, and you finally caught him. And again, it's all about intent. It's all about if the other guy's in on it or not. And you guys are cool with that, like you know, because I've yeah. been, I've had roles with my guys before when I catch him and I kind of get up and like put my arms up in the air, you know. And it's just because, hey, man, you know, we're kind of joking around. Hey, I finally caught you. Yeah. I haven't caught you in so long. I'm pretty freaking excited about that. Hey, cool. Let's go keep rolling. Now, if you're a freaking uh, if you're a, a white belt and you finally caught some like you know i don't know or, or say say you're a, a, a purple belt and you've tapped some blue belt that's real tough or you know you tapped him twice and now you're excited about it, you get up and cheer like you're kind of a shit man you know i just i wanted to this kind of ties into something funny that happened in the in the the writers group chat the other day i don't know if you if you heard about it um so and Kit kind of just told us as a goof. Some, and I'm not gonna say who it is because I, I don't know. But some white belt uh, messaged him the other day, saying, "Hey, can you can you write a story about me? I just got my second strike." <laughs> That's pretty funny. And it was he's not like it wasn't like a celebrity. It was just some guy who got a second strike on his you white belt. Know, tell that guy to email me. I'll write a story. That's pretty. I know. Funny. Like now I, now I want to write. Now I want to meet him. He sounds like a funny kid. <laughs> part, I, I told I told Kit if you want me to write this, I'll yeah, I'll, right. I'll knock it out of the park. That actually would be fun. You could write like a satire. Yeah, just like everyone, stop what you're doing doing man joe blow from montana right, he's killing exactly. it he just got his stripe on his funny. white belt but i like look I, and like obviously wherever you are guy props like props unironic props to getting your your second stripe a lot of people right. would have quit by now but also exactly. like you need to shut up like yeah. for a, maybe, for a maybe he maybe he thought it was funny maybe he who knows granted maybe like in 10 make a joke in 10 years it, it it comes out this guy beats gordon ryan at, at ADCC, and then right. he like he references this this burn from you guys could have had the inside scoop. You could have had me forever. I was gonna make you. I was like, gonna make you. <laughs> That's great. That probably won't happen. Now I'm everything, and you're nothing. <laughs> That's right. How does it feel? <laughs> Starting the Joe Blow Academy, he beats Keenan. He beats Gordon. He beats uh, Lachlan Guile. He beats Gary Tonin. We could have, we could have had it. We could have had it firsthand. Transitions to UFC, beats uh, beats Jorge Masvidal, beats Nate Diaz. He's he takes the BMF belt. Oh man, that's the best timeline to live in. All right, now number three, going 110 percent on someone way lighter or less experienced than you. I don't know. I think it depends on who's who the person is, and I'm I'm referencing Avery. She's she's far lighter than me, and if I don't treat her like a 450 pound man, I'm losing. So. I don't right. know about this one. So, <laughs> the the thing of it is, is like as you progress in your jujitsu career, as you get farther and closer to your black belt, you start to learn how to kind of control yourself <coughs> and, and maintain. Um, sometimes, but I'll tell you this: there are also black belts that I know that go one hundred and ten percent every time they roll, and they don't know how to find a second gear, and that's all they can do, and they're going to hurt you, and they're going to have elbows and knees and all kind of stuff, and that's just the way it goes. So. What I would say is this, is as someone that's taking jujitsu, if you don't like that person, you know they're kind of spazzy, you know, you don't really have to roll with them. You can kind of say, hey, man, you know what? I don't want to roll with you because I'm going to get hurt if I do. You always have the right to do that. But you also have to understand that sometimes that's just the way dudes roll and that's just the way people roll and that's the way you're going to have to deal with and you're going to have to move on. So I kind of agree with that and I kind of disagree with that. Um, I know what you're saying if, you know, we're just smacking hands and someone's trying to kill you. And you kind of have to be like, hey, bro, like, relax a little bit. But 
some people just that's just the way they are they have that kind of weird spark in their brain and they can't get past the fact that we're just having a good time doing jujitsu and this is not a battle for life and death my and i think it depends on like what mindset you're going into it with you know like my my buddy my really close friend jeff nelson he's a just a big viking of a dude he he trains a lot at unity and uh he's he's pretty he's pretty good friends with tex johnson and they they roll pretty often and i I don't want to get into it but the stuff that jeff has described from roles with tex i'm like dude i think you could get him arrested Hmm. like like yeah he he nearly killed me i almost died a few times (laughs) yeah Yeah, tex will hurt you man no, yeah. but like also Jeff is the type of dude like he played D one rugby, so right. he's he's like so indoctrinated in that just like right. rough and tumble right. like vibe where it's right. like it's not like it's not a bad thing. It's just like it's how you do it, you know. It's how you get better. So the problem with Tex, he's just so big and his mechanics are so good on his leg locks. He just freaking like it's not his fault he hurts you. He just freaking has so much power behind him that he can freaking snap your leg in half. Yeah, I I feel less comfortable knowing Tex Johnson's alive in the world, and so am I. <laughs> he looks. I I competed against him a couple of years. I actually went to overtime with him, lost by like eleven seconds in overtime. EBO. Overtime. Oh, man, Don't forget man. that Tex. Don't you forget that you <laughs> son of a bitch. I went, I went ten minutes. You didn't submit me. <laughs> no, but like and and like it, it's like after the after like the rounds are done and he's cooled down a bit. Like he just reverse to being a, oh, a chill cool, dude, dude. He's yeah a like he's, he's, he's the point of it is he's, he looks like like some kind of like creature he just has like big hairy back and tattoos and he whenever he competes he's shirtless so you're in there touching him and it's like oh, this is so weird <laughs> like if there's in a different timeline like had he been born in the 70s he he would have made his living just putting on monster costumes for right. like be monster movies or like, just being he, like somebody's muscle or something yeah he could have like he could have just shown up and yeah. become a secret service man. Right. Like he, they, the they wouldn't have given him training. He would have just shown up at the White House, <laughs> announced that he could storm the place, and they would have given him a suit and a gun and just been he, like, "Don't, don't, just point that away from the president." That's funny. Yeah, but te- Tex also like if you if you end up hearing this, uh, would love to have you on, man. <laughs> you're, you're pretty you're a pretty dope, dude. That video of him snapping the baseball bat with, with a, the yeah, his, with his it, man, that's, pretty that's pretty slick. Yeah. But I will say that this, there's two people that I don't think this rule applies to, and one of them is Avery, and the other one is this uh, uh, old fellow small woman competitor named uh, Gabby Etzel. Uh, she's like uh, she's been on the fight to win circuit uh, a few times, and she's she trains out of the, the High Martial Arts Academy in New Jersey, and she is like you got to be careful about around certain light people because yeah they're light, but that means they can also fly in triangle. Oh know? yeah, like they can just like I. I the first time I ever got flying triangled was from her and she's like terrified me ever since. Cause like I, that was early on in my jujitsu career and I didn't know you could do that. Like I didn't think that was possible. Yeah. I'm like immediately I'm like, all right, or... I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, t- like pull a little bit and just be sort of really loosey goosey. Cause this is a small girl. What, what happened? Oh, Chris, Chris Noonan's like, you, you blacked out. <laughs> I almost like I had to tap really quickly just because she was, she was totally on me. So, uh, certain, certain light people you should, you should go in with the intent to kill. I'm, I'm just going to say that. All right. Giving someone advice after they tap you out. Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. That's, that's pretty. Annoying. That's annoying. I mean, so there's certain levels to it. Like I will tell one of my students after I submit them, good match. Hey man, you should try this, but I'm always reading their reaction. Like I said, it's always about a 10, particularly in this one, because this is a touchy subject. So if you were telling something after you submitted someone and they're, they're receptive to what you're saying, you can continue to tell them. But if you look at them and like, they're not cool with it and they're kind of bummed, you don't come up to them and be like, Hey man, let's talk about that. You know, you need to do this, this, and this, cause they're going to be like, you know what? Screw you, dude. So again, it's all about intent and, 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 perception of that when it comes out yeah i would have to agree the i've only ever really given critiques and also just like having like less experience than a lot of people you know i'm, I'm really hesitant to offer any kind of thing ever but i started a, a small like casual jujitsu club in in college just to get some more roles in more frequently and uh i would i'd shown a few of them the head and arm choke and in live roles uh this guy Dev got me in the 
they had an arm choke and he wasn't able to finish and then the timer went off and then i i sort of i sort of showed him the stuff that he was missing and how he could shore it up and get the get the choke like just because i wasn't at a point where i was going to tap right and i think that that's probably the safest point to offer criticism is when someone's holding you in something and then the buzzer goes off and then you right. immediately go hey man like that you were really close with that yeah like but if you had just like done like if you had angled out a little bit more on the triangle but it's about reading the guy you're speaking to and making sure that they are respected receptive to your criticism at the time when you're trying to treat them i think i think it's just that people can tell when you're like people like more often than not i think can tell what your intentions are like if you're going into this with right. like being right. with the energy of i'm going to tell this dude off and, and right. deflate him a little bit right the people are going to be able to suss that out people aren't real idiots but if you're going just being like dude awesome uh my two cents right. and then they, you just say it i think people will more often than not be be happy but i i get where where avery's coming from with the the mentality like just talking down to people right like, you know, I've, every... had, I've had lower belts try and like like i've had white belts try and correct me on some things and i'm like i dude <laughs> i i know i'm right and you're just kind of <laughs> the the thing too is like every gym has its know-it-all too and every gym has the guy that's going to be that kind of there, there's definitely a, a sense of of arrogance when you when you tell when you have this kind of like hey man you know i caught you in this you should do this and everyone has that dude and he's kind of a pain in the ass sometimes yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right hurting training partners for the sake of hurting that wow <laughs> well that's i mean i don't know how is that even on there that's I mean, that's like assault. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's that's grounds for being dismissed from the academy and possibly arrested or beaten down in the street with a baseball bat. We we we, we in the streets, homie. That's like the type. That's the type of stuff where. That's like the type of stuff where, like a a guy running a gym gym will tell every other gym in the area about this guy to just keep him away from the mass. Oh yeah, you just get banned like for a year, years if not ever. Yeah. Anyone stupid enough to think of that is is just out of their mind. If you're trying to hurt somebody, like you just you're not you're not fit for jujitsu. Like just get out the door. You know you don't need to be here no more. Um, yeah, it's like I guess like hold. I think the like sometimes i've i've never even really met people that would like hold on to submissions for too long like there was that we actually reported on this a while ago that uh that gym in like that gym in brazil had that video come out where the the purple belt was rolling with like a lower belt and he choked him out with like a like a revert like a reverse triangle or something Mm -hmm. and uh hang on actually i'm gonna i'm gonna see if uh i think i was the one that did the story so i'm gonna try and find it it was that it was that um there was a few instances of it like the hang on if if need be we'll we'll edit this together okay yeah it was like a lockdown video and she gets caught in a rear uh reverse triangle I can't remember. I, there was a there was oh yeah no there was a uh, I'm thinking of something different. Okay, there was a there was a video this 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 uh, on screen was when this uh, teacher doing a demonstration of like how to counter the lockdown. He ended up like it looked like he injured a student and then he mm-hmm. came out and said it was like all it was like Fugazi or something. So I think there was actually you know what there was a there was a there was like a Gracie breakdown. So I think I think we might have done a story on that. Gracie breakdown, Khabib, cop Cron Gracie constitutes excessive use of force by the law. Nope, 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 nope. I could I could probably watch Gracie breakdown videos forever. Just just hearing like Henner's voice just You wanna hear a really you wanna hear a real a true a true story? Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea that Henner and uh, what's the other one? Who, who are the two brothers? Henner, Henner and Huron. Henner and Huron. I had to, I thought Henner and Huron were the same person. I, I only thought they were two brothers. So I thought it was Henner and Halick. I'm I'm one hundred percent dead serious, and that was up till about a week ago that I found out to be not true. I was, oh, okay. I, I thought Henner and. Uh, What's the other one? <laughs> Those two. I thought they were the same yeah. person. And then I thought Halick was another person. 
Okay. Okay. Then this is this is the video where this is the only time I've ever seen someone like like get weirdly injured during training. Oh yeah, this is yeah. weird. This is the one yeah, where no, they no. all like tap the guy out, and then they freaking like yeah, and then he's just like no, 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 no. stay away, stay away. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous, dude. And Are then and then he's just like he's just um. He's and just they bring like, him back. They, they gotta bring him back again. That's fucking yeah. They ridiculous. throw him, they throw him this, back. I don't yeah, even want to watch. I don't even want to watch. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, can't, um, I remember when they put that out. That's like the, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and and the the way that the dude in the video was reacting, it was almost like yeah, no, 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 no. I got like this is this is just yeah, how no, this is cool. Yeah, this is what we do. This, you I gotta kill this guy. Yeah. Was that bone? Nothing. No lessons. No lessons. It was a bone error joke. No lessons were learned from that. Yeah. So like. I, from your experience, is that something that gets practiced at like American gyms, or is that no, really just sort of like an old school even. Brazilian thing? If you look at that video, no one in that. I've video trained at like sketchy belt. places, but never that right. sketchy. Yeah, if you look at the video, nobody in that build in that build that uh, video was above, was above a blue belt. It was just some kind of weird thing that they were doing. Hey, uh, Kevin, Kevin, real quick. Yes, sir. Uh, real quick, could you repeat that? You cut out for a while. Oh, did I? Oh no, am I still there? You 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 cut out for like a little bit. You, uh, can you hear me now or no? Can right, you hear me? Give it a second. Yes. Or yeah, no? I can hear you. You, you hear yeah, me? Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're good. Sorry. Okay. You you froze for a second there, so I didn't oh, really hear what you were oh, saying. Okay. My bad. I'm sorry. My my internet's cranking on me here. No worries. Um, so yeah. Anyway, what what I was saying was is that I mean the 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 guys in that video. If you look at the video, none of them are over a blue belt. So. Like it, it wasn't like it was some kind of big deal. I think it was just some kind of weird thing that a bunch of guys that got out of, got out of, out of hand started doing. Or it could have been some dudes that broke away from their gym because they decided they didn't want to train there no more and started their own gym. And now they're doing their own fancy jujitsu out of some garage or something like that. Because like I've never, I could never in a million years feel that, that a legitimate jujitsu instructor would say that that is okay. Yeah, I I think that just with regulations being what they are for for things like martial arts schools that sort of thing would set off so many red flags like just look at the only guy that's really associated with that type of stuff is Husamar Palharis right you know like he's just he's the only real guy that's known for holding on to stuff well, and he has he's even mind, seemed too. to turn a new leaf like He's a he's a special case. I I some people have said they feel like he has like like Aspergers or something like that. I've I've heard that from people in circles that say he's a little bit off, like he doesn't really like he's kind of has like a like he's on the spectrum or something like that. Yeah, I mean, like it always seems like with him, there's a bit of a disconnect. Like there's a, some stuff lost in communication, like translation. You know what I heard too is that he came up. He had a very difficult upbringing, like very very difficult upbringing. And, and some people have said that that it's kind of trauma induced that he doesn't, he can't make the separation between like not harming someone or something like that. It's some kind of, some kind of creepy psychological freaking explanation they came up with because of his traumatic childhood. But Jesus. either way, I he's mean, a dick. I mean, well, I mean, he, like he, his last, the two fights I remember, he just had that match with, with Gordon where like Gordon was stuck on his, his massive yeah. back for like, right. the he just time. held onto his hand for freaking 18 minutes. Yeah, and like he literally having traps that big yeah. is gonna help you out. That's gotta and be giant dope. meat hooks of hands to hold on to his freaking Gordon's just arm. Such a beef. He's just a piece of beef, man. It's awesome. <laughs> he's, he's so huge. He said if that, I could wake up nicknamed like, the stump is what they call him. Yeah. If I could wake up as anybody besides uh um oh my god, what's his name? That's this is gonna kill me. He's he's like the Soldier of God, uh, Yoel Romero. If Yoel I could wake Romero. up as any like MMA do any MMA or jujitsu person that wasn't Yoel Romero, because that's the right answer every time. Right, he's like the most genetically perfect thing to ever enter the the octagon. <laughs> he's he's a forty year old man that looks like he's in the prime of his twenties. Did you and see the video? Look like, of he's going to look uh, like that before he die, like till the day he dies. Did you see the video of him talking about uh, our our with the style bender? I guess uh, Stylebender was mad at him and told him that he, you know, was, said something about he's dodging me or he doesn't want to fight me or something like that. And Yoel, like, he was mad. He was screaming, oh, "You tell him, you tell him I'm here. You tell him you come now, right here." And he said like the f bomb and all that stuff like that. 
But yeah, yeah. Oh, Joe Michael And I'm in my mind. I was thinking. I was laughing to myself. Like, I don't think I would ever in a million years want Yoel Romero angry at me. If he was talking to me like that, I would probably like fall down like in the fetal position, and pretend I was dead, like a bear was attacking me. Like, please don't hurt me, Yoel Romero. Like, like you know, like what, like what's the game plan? Like, how many people alive could deal, like unarmed, deal with Yoel Romero? He's a special case, him. man. He, I know, I mean, right? And, like, when you watch. Watch him when you watch him in his MMA fights. He's reserved, you know what I mean, because he knows he has to go five rounds, so he's kind of keeping his pace and stuff like that. If it was in a real situation where he was like in a life or death situation, he'd probably just pick you up and break you over his fucking head. <laughs> in the middle of in the middle of his fight with Paulo Costa, I real I had this realization that I'm watching the two most perfect like athletes in MMA beat the absolute brain matter out of right, each other right they're not even tr- like they're bobbing and weaving but also a lot of it's just just don't like like rock them sock em robots right oh man okay well that's a fight i won't i would that's a that's a fight i don't care who has to cut what to make that happen yeah, have it be at a, a, a catch weight that they both agree on and just yeah. sort of make it happen i don't care right make- I figure out a that. way figure it out figure dana it out. please Oh, okay, man. That's that's an hour. Uh, yeah. I'd say that's a good point to probably. Uh, I think so too, man. I got some laundry. I got to fold. That's, that's a good point to call it. Do my um, nightly chores. Watch a little TV and fall asleep, and then wake up tomorrow morning and go like a crazy person all day again. Hell, hell yeah, man. Good day. All right. Well, <laughs> this has been episode one of the Jiu Jitsu Times podcast. We're gonna try and uh, make this a weekly thing. We did it, man. And uh, as as always, I have been Kevin Brad. As always, I have been Kevin Bradley. And I'm Kevin Gallagher. All right. And we'll see you next time. All right, guys. Take it easy. (laughs) All right. Yeah, good stuff, bro. I think it was all right, man. Holy shit. I'm tired.